and welcome to the Jim Burns Day podcast. What's we that? We thought we were dead, <laughs> and we are inside, but now we're back in physical form, because that's what we deserve. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about some video games and some films and some stuff that's been happening, mm-hmm. you know, for us. Maybe for you, I don't mm-hmm. know. If they overlap, they yeah. probably won't. But, uh, yeah, we've been away because we've been doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, Jim and I were in a, in a pub in, uh, was it... Tory Tory Wandsworth Tory Wandsworth yeah. and um, this chap said uh, he walked past and he said like your podcast mm-hmm. and uh, we were like we should probably do some fucking podcasts you know yeah yeah but no like, we've been busy up until that guy said that I'd forgotten we'd had one yeah <laughs> this is dedicated to him yeah you know well at least that dedication is at least mm-hmm. so listen by now you may have seen our lovely first instalment of the uh, Resident Evil 7 making of mm-hmm. where we went to Japan Mm-hmm. And we spoke to all the top people, mm-hmm. all the best people, and uh, yeah, we like to think it's quite good, but then we would say that, wouldn't we? So we're recording this just before it goes live. But yeah, we've uh, been working on that. Someone said when it was announced that uh, we've been a bit quiet, mm-hmm. and yeah, because we've been uh, been working on it. So you've been sat in a room just translating Japanese, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, practically I mean, fluent. That. that that wasn't all me, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I that's mean, uh, division I mean, of responsibilities on the, that one. The division, yeah, yeah. It's been a very big. I want to say not quite slow moving, but it's just it's got a lot of moving parts mm. as a production. It's quite difficult to make a documentary yeah. in a language you don't speak. Yeah. I mean, or, or even understand I in am, any way, shape, or form. I am finding that. So you know that's. <laughs> but no, it's it, it, it's turned out really well. I'm quite proud of it, and it's uh, it's, it's, it's probably the, the the biggest, longest thing I've ever cut together. So, yeah, but it's good. So we hope you like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's obviously more to come. Yeah. Now listen, shut up. On that note, I'm going to make a quick announcement regarding uh, Jim Burns Dave. Is that uh, when we started, we said that we you know we couldn't commit to it full-time the youtube stuff uh because obviously the production company had to come first mm-hmm. so production company's been running for a little while now and uh you know it's still like it's doing well we're doing good stuff and we've so we've got the platform now i think where we have everything that we need uh to now focus a bit more on some of the jbd stuff when we have the time mm-hmm. so there'll be more regular podcasts more of the stuff that you really like and hopefully mm-hmm. Some really cool collaborations coming up with some people that you may already know. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you tease. That's, that's good, isn't it? That's good. But listen. It's not Patrick Dane, is it? Because uh, you haven't run that one by me. I don't. I, yeah. Patrick Dane. He's a good lad, but he's always wrong. Mm-hmm. He's wrong about almost everything, yeah. apart from, you know. See, the thing about Patrick Dane is he's both British and American. Which at this point, you know, five years ago, that would have been the coolest combination of all time. That's now, the worst thing. Now yeah. you're just the biggest bad guy on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. You know, once Dracula gets killed, he then steps in. He's a Kuma. Anyway, listen, <laughs> speaking of uh, of Dracula, I've been playing video games. <laughs> I thought he didn't play any video games. <laughs> I know, what a fucking segue. <laughs> but I have been playing video games. And I've been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night mm-hmm. for the Burns comeback. Yeah. Yeah, into writing about video games, which I didn't want to do, but you know. <laughs> so uh, so I've been writing about... You're really it, upset about doing it, aren't I you? I know, it's bad. But Symphony of the Night, uh, Symphony of the Night is a mm-hmm. game that's really interesting to me because it's one of those games that had a critical reappraisal, or like a proper one, because it was released at a time when everyone was just going fucking mad for 
3D games of any sort, no matter how shit they were. As long as they had polygons in them, you know, it was fine. And Symphony of the Night was the kind of apex of the old. Mm-hmm. You know, it was this amazing game, but it looked naff. You know, it looked, oh, mate, side on. I'm not, I don't play games in side on anymore. I go into the screen now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, have you guys played it? No, I uh, it, it was a PS One game, though, right? That's, yeah, twentieth yeah, yeah. um, anniversary in it. So no, I've heard, I, I've often heard people talking about it um, wistfully, but I've never, never played it because I don't play good games. No, you don't. I miss those type of games, though. <laughs> that you just don't well, play PlayStation. What, you know, I did the side platform ones and stuff. Yeah, Pandemonium and things like that. Oh yeah, Dave, you've got you've got actually a very early model PlayStation here in this very room because we're at Dave's house doing this now because he's got a new house. And uh, yeah, I opened the uh, the tray, and and there was Pandemonium. Mm. A good choice, good game that. Mm. But I also found the Die Hard trilogy, which I'm definitely going to play again. That was awesome. <sighs> See, I mean, it might be just tinged by nostalgia. It's rubbish. Of, but... Speaking of polygons and going into the screen, that's bad. That, is, <laughs> that was amazing at the time, but now now it is fucking terrible. Yeah. So and you yeah. don't you know you don't have a light gun, Dave. Unless you do, do you? Ask the question. I do somewhere. Yeah. And the old time crisis gun. Oh, the G-Con. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Time crisis. Absolutely going to put the pad on the floor. Yeah. Man, games were better in the past. They weren't. But uh, listen, that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Dave? I've just started Horizon, which is well good so far. Yeah? Horizon's really good. What are you talking about? Birds. I've not played it. Well, exactly. I've not played it. I've, I've seen you. screenshots in magazines. Yeah. That's practically the same thing, isn't it? Exactly. I'm, sh- I'm sure I understand it. You know, just like Jurassic Park with robots and that, isn't it? In the future past. Yeah. So there you go. I continue, Dave. <laughs> well, I've literally just started. I'm only uh, How far about are you? two hours in. All right, okay. It's yeah. good. It, it opens up shortly after that and becomes like a much bigger game than you were expecting it mm-hmm. to be. So it's quite. I like I like Horizon a lot. Um, I think it was one of the, one of the big surprises of 2017 because when it was announced. I think I got the sense, and it might have just been because when it was announced, I was sitting in a room with other people who worked at Video Gamer. Um, but it was just uh, it, there was a there was a sense that people weren't really asked, and it was like, oh, oh that's another open world kind of you know do the towers and 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 do the collectibles and and I think by that that was definitely a point where people were getting really sick of open world games. Mm. But Horizon came out and. It did that stuff, but it did it really well, and it kind of made it good again. So how far are you into it? Probably sunk about 20, 25 hours into it. So, so when have you slept then? Because the rest of the time you've been playing Zelda. <laughs> well, that's what I do in the evenings, isn't it? So you know, I like, a, but I don't have a commute anymore. So I work away doing the thing at my desk, and then when it's time to fucking put the tools down, I just walk three feet to the sofa. <laughs> yeah. And then play the games, isn't it? So. Um, mm-hmm. I've also been playing Mass Effect, Andromeda, and Zelda. So, so Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, as someone who was never really in love with Mass Effect at all, and kind of bounced off it, I believe they say these days. Mm-hmm. I played the first one up until the title screen. You know, <laughs> the, well, the, you know the introduction, you know the credits, basically. Yeah. And then I played the second one. I couldn't believe that people were mad on this. He's very... Pew, 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 and it all looked really janky, and it was just... Meh. So when Andromeda was going to happen, I was like, it just feels a bit like just a sequel for a sequel's sake. It's like someone went, 
we should have a Mass Effect game. Mm. And someone else went, yeah. But, however, it's one of the games that, critically at least, has really split opinion, which to me, at least, says it's at least somewhat interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you've been playing it. Tell me exactly what you think right now. <laughs> I'm probably about. I'm probably only about ten hours into it, right? So, um, and I, and I believe from talking to people who've reviewed it that I'm not at the point where it actually opens out and becomes the game it is. You know, that can games I'm stop doing in, that though? I'm still in the sort of ten hours. It's yeah, like yeah. oh, I went for a five course meal and four oh, of them were this, dog this shit. The last like, one was good. Like what? Ever since Assassin's Creed Three had a fucking eight hour prologue in which you don't even play the main character of the game. I was like, fuck <laughs> me. You get to the end of it, you're just like, oh, Assassin's Creed Three's no bad. What? <laughs> oh, now I'm a kid. Oh, you know, it's the same thing applied to TV shows, isn't it? Where people are like, oh when it gets to season four, it's really good. Yeah. The first three are shit. And you're like, that's 60 hours of viewing. Just skipped it. Was in. it Dexter? So Dexter the first one's quite good. And the absolute then pinnacle of that. Season like, four is brilliant. Just to it. Is that the one with John Lithgow? Yeah. Yeah, John Lithgow's well good. And exactly. well shit. Just, just skip to that, isn't it? But um, mm. see, Mass Effect, mm. it's, it's aesthetic does not appeal to me. So I don't really like, like okay. Battlestar Galactica really or... Idiot. You know, the rest of the shite that you like, Jim. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other one? You know, the one, the shit one. Babylon 5. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it's not really... You know, Mass Effect is very Babylon 5-y. Uh, uh, well, not, in, not in its aesthetic, thankfully, but in, uh, you know... Because all the faces the look like they're made out of rubber. The first game was, was all about a space station essentially being an, inter, a, a, an interstellar United Nations. And it's like, that's Babylon 5. You nicked that. Um, so <laughs> Back to 2007 for a meeting. So, uh, the thing that Andromeda does is um, it moves everything away from the Milky Way galaxy. So, I, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, the feeling that it's a sequel for a sequel's sake, because in order to justify it, they have had to essentially remove it entirely from the events of the original trilogy and just like we're doing mass effect but it is now uh it's now a clean slate so it's like it's kind of like a soft reboot it's a new ip sort of in the timeline right is it a prequel or sequel an intercool or a side call mm. it's well i think i think it splits off between mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 i think okay like so the idea is that the you know that this andromeda initiative is happening during the original trilogy, and then all these people got onto these arcs and fucked off before Mass Effect Three. It's it's kind of a sort of but is, it's, that, it's is like, that a little jab at the fact that no one should have played Mass Effect Three? <laughs> I, I, that, I think that, that I, I think that's what it is. I don't know. I haven't like read that. Uh, I can't remember where I even read that. Well, it's like six hundred years later, as well. Um, and obviously, and, and you're you're part of a colonial effort to. Um, uh, to, to get a foothold in, in an entirely new galaxy. So they don't even know what the fucking life looks like. They don't even know if there is life. They don't know anything. That's um, quite fun, though. You, you know, find that out as the player, as you play along. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you, you know, you, you start off the journey having just, you know, you, you, you wake up out of cryo sleep, that old chestnut. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's very visibly part of the same world and there are references to the old kind of governments and things like that. And if you read the codex, it goes into a bit more detail about 
the people behind the initiative or whatever, but obviously you don't have to do that because it's boring nerd shite. Um, but uh, but it, it really treats itself as a standalone. Um, so, and, and in that way, it kind of justifies itself. I kind of feel like... Beth- uh, it's not Bethesda, is it? Bioware. I kind of feel... <laughs> it's all just blurring to one now. I kind of feel like Bioware... Um, because Mass Effect came after they did uh, Knights of the Old Republic, right? And I kind of feel like they always, they're always going to have a fantasy game, a space game. And Andromeda could well have been a new IP, but why make it a new IP when everyone loved Mass Effect, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it does feel like it's, it's, it's basically a completely new series, but just sort of under that banner. But and again, I'm only ten hours into it, and and I, I don't know, maybe somewhere along, you know, at some point, the original trilogy stuff actually comes into play because, weirdly, at the start of the game, when you make your character, and I don't know if you ever went through this or either of you went through this on the original Mass Effect, but you could pick pit bits of you could like so it was like a choose your own backstory, so it was like you could choose where Commander Shepard had grown up and what military uh, engagement she was most famous for and, and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah exactly so um and i and th- this has a section for for history right when you're making the character and i thought it was going to be the same thing like oh i'm, I'm gonna say i'm from the moon and and <clears throat> my, my dad's an admiral and i'm a moneyed little tosser or whatever but actually, you click on it, and the only thing you decide on that screen is whether or not Commander Shepard was male or female. That's it. So obviously, she gets referred to at some point, and they want to get the gender right. But apart from that, so I can't imagine it's going to be referring too heavily to the events of the original mm. trilogy. But who knows? Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's 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 a soft a soft new IP, I guess. It's just like this is Mass Effect, but it's it's. Kind of a new thing. Are you um, playing any games that aren't 20 years old, Burns? Um, <laughs> did you play any new Zelda, Burns? No. If, uh, see, I'm not really into Zelda. No, but, neither am I. But right? it does look great. It does look really good. It's really good. But I, I'm not going to buy a Switch. You know what? I'd be more tempted to buy a Switch for that golf game. <laughs> for the Neo Geo golf game. It's like called... Golf cunts or something, I don't know. <laughs> Golf cunts. It's the one with the cartridge sales for fucking, you know, the GDP yeah. of the United States. Um, so listen, if someone wants me to review that, just let me know and then I'll just get a Switch. Yeah. Jim got a Switch recently, didn't you, mate? Yeah, you want what, to tell us a little story about, about where you got what, a Switch from? I was about to say, what kind of idiot would buy a Switch for Zelda? Well, um, well, I did... Uh, this comes from me doing a piece on, on Eurogamer. I'm going to plug my, my work elsewhere now. Sorry. We'll edit this uh, out. <laughs> no, you fucking won't, because I'm editing it. Um, a piece on Eurogamer. We'll delete it. Uh, about, uh, about Horizon and Zelda and about how they, they have these different approaches. Yeah, I gave it. you this idea in the pub. Dave was you, there. No, back you fucking... Dave, you didn't back, give me the idea. Dave, back me up you on this one. You said one. Idea. You said one game, I said the other one. We said, why don't you compare the two? Exactly. And it happened in a pub in Brighton. Yeah. That's complete bad. Uh, well, it's you know, the timelines match now, isn't it? <laughs> this has happened long ago. That's not what okay. happened. That's not, that wasn't the conversation. Anyway, so uh, it's about how Horizon and Zelda both kind of fix problems that open world games have, but do it in sort of subtly different ways. And that's on Eurogamer just now if you want to read it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, my, I, was using, I was playing Zelda on my flatmate's Switch, and, and the more I did it, 
leathering time into it, but kind of acutely aware that this wasn't my... I didn't own this thing, and I was like, fuck. And you were ruining his kill-death ratio, no doubt. It wasn't on his save, what are you on about? Mm. But I was like, this is really, this is really, really good. And it, and it won me over so much to the point where I was like, am I going to go and spend 350 quid to play this? And the answer is yes, I did. Yeah, well, you did your skeletal so, shot, did you? You wait, you wait to Burns absconded to Berlin for a bad weekend and then at like 9am in the morning phoned me and I was like why are you up this early you haven't been up this early for years and you're like are you yeah I'm in the middle of nowhere where were you (laughs) I was in Red Hill he got a train to fucking Red Hill so he could buy a switch I was was like right I'm going to buy a switch this weekend I said to my flatmate this is happening I need to own this thing I've got a yearning a needs right and then uh so obviously all the fucking launch stock is depleted now. Nobody can buy one anywhere. So I found through a series of websites that are like, you know, switch sighting in Argos in fucking, you know, Hartlepool or whatever. Um, I tell you what, that's not getting bought. That one's getting nicked. Um, but it said uh, the, the nearest place to London I could get one was the Argos in Red Hill. And I was like, I looked it up and I was like, that's... That's only half an hour away. <laughs> so I bought it, and then the next day I was like on a train at nine in the morning. Right, it's, uh, I'm going to going to Red Hill now. I'm going to Surrey to get a switch. Oh. And you got the bad one though, didn't you? You got the one with. You keep saying this, but I I don't like the one with the colours. So I think it looks fucking garish and. Yeah, but that one looks like the was it grey? That one looks aspirational and the, good. May. No, it doesn't. It, aspirational well, is white or black, basically. It doesn't look like it's just had the fucking primer put on it and they forgot to put the black overlay. Are you fucking joking? Am I not fucking joking? Look at the fucking state of it. This is it my looks, life. It looks like Man United wore it as an away you, kit in the mid nineties. You just fucking swag. Uh, Burns is currently pointing at it in a case. Which is is not the product. Listen, I'm pointing so. within the case. Okay, listen. Should we at least open the case before you? This is this is an unveiling video. Well, but this is not. This is radio. Now. It's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not an official case. It's not either. the way it works. But it's still grey. Like it's it's actually a right. worse grey. That is a nice fuck. That is a nice I hate machine. That's a really I hate nice that. product. It's solid. So what I do you want it? it? I want it in the feels expensive. No, in the, in the neon colours, isn't it? Honestly, why do you want it in neon? It's because when you're sitting playing that in public, you just look like a tosser, don't you? Yeah, but I look like a tosser in public all the time. It doesn't make any difference, <laughs> I mean, does it? Is a I mean, that is true. To be fair, yeah. So Exactly. So if you were going to get one, you would get the, the one with the colours because yeah. you wanted to maintain just looking like a tosser, essentially. Well, I mean, I, I happen to think, uh, stylistically, that one makes you look more like a tosser, but those are But that's just opinions. the colour of the Joy-Cons. If I wanted to get coloured Joy-Cons, I could. Yeah, for another... So, you know, eight or eight nine grand. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what's everyone else been up to, Dave? You've been playing uh, Virginia, haven't you? I have been playing Virginia. Do you remember Virginia? Which is awesome. Yeah, I love the way it does storytelling. I love yeah. it just jumps to different elements. Mm. And how did you describe it before? X Files without dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though. Yeah, it's really good. It's very good. Um, so Burns, it was actually Burns that, taught, that put us onto this, wasn't it? Because you, you. In played our, the demo in our final days in the other place the house of lords you, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you you did a bit of coverage for it and said it was well good yeah i quite liked it as dave says i like the uh, the editing i liked that uh, it kind of removed a lot of the problems of the so-called walking simulator mm-hmm. where it wants you to have this great experience and be in the mm-hmm. world but then a lot of times you find yourself Honestly, yeah, just tooling around yeah. see games that make you just fucking like 
the games that have that, that are all idle moments. I can't deal with that. Games that are constant action. Idle master. Can't deal with that either. Mm. You know, like um, what's what's it one? What what was that one? The fucking the vanishing of fucking Ethan Carter. Ethan, I was gonna say fucking Mr. Blobby or whatever. Mm. I quite um, like that one. Yeah, you liked it. I fucking hated it. I liked the bit with the astronaut. That bit was really cool. My own, like, the secret astronaut in the game. Because it f- fades up and you're in the woods, right? Mm. Like, fuck, fuck, I'm in the woods now. And you, then there's like the game for like an hour is just. I'm still in the woods. Yeah, it's um, nothing's fucking happening. Yeah, I like I like the element of mystery because in that, although you're just kind of mooching about different mm. bits, there's just an intrigue to what's it's like developing a... that, that that snags you and is interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's like that bit in uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, mm-hmm. where the kids are uh, are playing and suddenly they find that. Yeah, you know, that is in terms of adventure, in, as we know it in its kind of purest form, is that you know you find something which fundamentally alters either you the place around you or your perception mm-hmm. on both of those things. And then, yeah, Moonwalker, even though it's a move which is completely unwatchable <laughs> when they find the, like, secret entrance to Mr. Big or whatever his lair with all the spiders and shit. You're like, that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that um, when the astronaut turns up in uh, Vanishing, I thought that was pretty cool. And the ending's really good as well and very, very fucking bleak. I didn't get that far yeah, because it's, I uh, it. it's It's quite bleak. Yeah. Uh, the best walking simulator ever made is Skyrim. You do loads of walking. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, an odd game, Skyrim, because I mean, some of those games you just don't get. Like, I don't get why people love that. I get why people would enjoy it, but it just seems so jank-filled and That's your so old-fashioned old almost. Mm-hmm. It was, you know. Well, you know, as a man who's written seventeen hundred fucking articles on it, um, I agree. Actually, I, I kind of, um, I, I love. Way back when I played Morrowind, as everyone. Oh, for knows, goodness' right? sake, man! Cut I never knew that. But it, but it, but and then I and I really loved Morrowind, and it was like it was the probably the first game I'd played that really had that sense of place, and you forgave it for a lot of its nonsense because it was it was so, um, it really pulled you into its world, and um, and it was like. And it did it kind of better than the later ones in a lot of ways because it had like you know the, all the dialogue was text based and stuff like that. So you, you were filling in a lot a lot of the blanks with your mind and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, and I love Skyrim and Oblivion, but mainly because they're Elder Scrolls games. But when you sit and think about them kind of critically and and maybe take yourself outside of you know the mind of someone who's just fucking obsessed with Morrowind, mm. it's like you know you, you can imagine somebody coming to this without. You know any of that preamble and thinking? Fuck me! What 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 do people see in this? Because it's uh, it, it's not a hundred percent, is it? It, it? It's it's like it's it's trying to go for this kind of total immersion. You can you know you can pick up fucking fingernails or whatever, mm. you know. But but My actually, crabs. but but the but the systems just aren't. They don't have the fidelity, and they just aren't good enough to mm. completely make that work. So like. And then when you don't have that, it's actually just a sort of RPG. It's not even a very good RPG, mm. you know? So it's like it, it doesn't quite achieve the, the its one sort of selling point and the rest of it is just bland fucking fancy dragon shite. Didn't stop it scoring, uh, scoring like crazy. Now listen, yeah. before you arrived, because, you know, you're yeah. doing whatever stuff you were doing this morning. Work. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Phone, we get a phone call. Oh, by the way, I'm off to Southside to buy drugs. 
Um, <laughs> da- uh, Dave and I were talking about uh, about music and games because I was playing Castlevania. The music in that game is fucking incredible. And uh, then we started getting on to you know the the PlayStation One boot ups, oh, the two boot so screens. So good, so so good, and it's um, just a kind of general chat about how music and games is so easily overlooked even at the critical stage like it may get a few lines like yeah. oh and the music's quite good it evokes this and that and the other whereas you know mm-hmm. it's like you wouldn't want to play Symphony of the Night you wouldn't want to play Resident Evil without the music and or was it before the Resi 3 footsteps Re- there was, so the Resi 2 and 3 footsteps when you go over Sorry, are great so in your mind yeah. you're ding 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 and it's uh, yeah though it's funny how outside of systems or mechanics or any of that, even emergent play, whatever, it's those little sounds where you go, it's the thing that, you know, starts in your mind going, oh, yeah, I remember this, that, and the other. So, yeah, that was just us being a bunch of fucking suits talking about sounds there, wasn't it? Booted up Metal Gear, and that took me right back doing the old VR kind of hiding. Oh, man. On the training sequence. So it's a shame it's a sequel is so fucking shit out, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and then it was followed by Metal Gear Solid 3, the best one. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, speaking of things that in the first instance were good and then some of the sequels were shithouse. The Matrix is apparently getting rebooted or yeah. side storied, I'm hearing. Uh, not from my people, just, you know, the internet. That it may... All oh, right, so it might not be a reboot. It may be about young Morpheus. I mean, rebooting it is, is pointless. Which is the rumour I've heard, but I've, I don't know. So, in with The Matrix, I do think that the sequels are two of the worst movies I've ever seen. They are astonishingly bad. They are monuments to hubris. And they are what happens when people never, ever get told no. They are the Donald Trumps of movies, okay? Mm-hmm. But the Animatrix... It's still not as bad as Attack of the Clones. The Animatrix is really good. The Animatrix good. is really good because it's made by many different stories. people uh, with different styles, different voices. And even some of them that I don't really love, I at least like. Uh, I really love World Record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the training one as well, where they think... They're in the Matrix, and they get the option to turn on their um, on their uh, comrades, but they don't. And then the woman stands up and punches the guy at the end because they didn't know. And yeah, there's loads of really, really good stuff in there. And so I'm not against the Matrix having this universe explored. If they take a world and splinter it off, then I'd yeah. be interested, because the world is interesting. If they're yeah. remaking the original as such, yeah, there's, there's, no... there's no point in that, because the original is brilliant. And it's and its technology holds up, and everything about it's great. It's just the sequels are shy, and it's not even that old, is it? So no, yeah. What, um, what was the one called the the, the Animatrix one where it was two parts, and it just it was like it, it just told you the the entire history of that. The world. one where the so where they blacken the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's fucking brilliant that was. Yeah, I mean that that's, loved it. That's the whole thing about um, It's really disturbing as well like you know you you, you had that scene where the robot is being uh, attacked by by a mob. The second renaissance. The second renaissance, yeah. And uh, you got that scene where the the robot's being attacked by a mob and and she screams I'm real before being mm. uh, you know be- before the final blow happens mm. it's really like it's really powerful and you're just like this is a fucking it's a film about fucking like robots and that you know it's yeah. it's, it's, it's fundamentally really I'd, stupid but I'd also... like it to be like an anthology basically like yeah, that yeah. so just stories from the world and I think it's uh, it's actually a fucking embarrassment how much better the Animatrix is than than the sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of that, as I said, is down to 
people, you know, having different directors and you know different styles. But uh, yeah, those those sequels are are beyond beyond bad. That fucking orgasm cake is just one of the many thousands and thousands of crimes against both humanity and nature that film fostered upon us. But I think we're going to get lots of this anthology stuff because, I mean, like Star Wars Universe is obviously doing it. Yeah. Matrix 1 might take a character and follow that. I think X-Men they'll, have been doing it for ages. They'll do If they do do Young Morpheus, I think it makes sense because it's an established character that people loved. Uh, you won't have to reboot it. Everything that he does, there's enough time for him to kind of just get up to the point where he meets um, Neo. So there's enough uh, storytelling available for him to come out of the matrix, uh, the matrix, and and do all that. And he's, you know, cool. And then maybe do an anthology one um, every year, kind of like Rogue One, as you said, and maybe have it about people, different people waking up or staying in a, you know, a film about. I know it's not, you know, it could be dramatically uninteresting, but at least a, a thread about someone who just goes, you know what. I'm not going out there. I'm going to stay in the matrix. I'm going to stay I'm going to in here. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I find it's. I mean, it's an it's an amazing universe to play around in. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all for it. I mean, I don't really. It's mad, isn't it, when people say they're going to reboot something or or uh, or resurrect something. The, the 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 way that the the kind of the internet, the the, the internet hive mind's default position is like. To shout about it. It's because it is mostly absolute shite, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When people reboot or, or spin off things. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter, though, does it? I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, how many diehard films do you enjoy after? I mean, the first one's brilliant, second one's meh, third one's interesting, and then they just keep making. They're going to do what? A young, a young one now? Yes, I believe they had. There was a script out there, wasn't there, for kind of young John McClane. But that's not interesting. Who gives a shit? In, in Die Hard, there's the situation plus John McClane is interesting. But the whole thing is that he's not Arnie. He's a man. He's well, an every man. That's the entire point. He's a on. cop. He's just a fucking bloke with a bad receding hairline and a vest on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, that's... The, and then suddenly Die Hard um, 4, Lifria Die Hard, whatever you want to call it, one of the guys that... Uh, Dave and I went to union with made a really really good point years and years ago he works for he used to work for Lionsgate and so and he was saying that the thing is is that you can tell when the Die Hard movies kind of went to shit or changed was when the situation or command centre changed itself so in the first uh, in the first one it's just a bunch of cops outside in the second one they're holed up in the air traffic control in the third one it's all over the city and they don't really know what they're doing and they're running from place to place. In the in the fourth one, it's like some really high-tech, you know, cyber environment where they seem to be in... And it's like that ruins what he's about. Like, he's against all the odds. The human... So the the humans... I'm playing too many video games. The ragtag group of good guys mm-hmm. are just kind of ad-hocking together and pooling resources outside, round town... You know, and I just think that... Yeah, also, in the original, nothing happens for ages. It just establishes the characters, and then the shit kicks off. Whereas in the new films, just stuff has to go wrong from the, the outside. Yeah, because there's that time to action. You know, you, you're there to see John McClane shoot stuff, so why why wait? You won't really like mm. that in the... I mean, in, in the third one, which is, I think, the most interesting one, he's just a drunk. He just wakes up with a massive hangover and, a, and an impending divorce. And he's like, 
It's like, oh, I've got to go to work and I'm hungover. Everyone knows what that's like. Mm. You know, he didn't kill a plane with a car in that one. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. The helicopter with a car bombing. It's like... Sometimes that pops into my head every now and then. I'm like, but how? How is that? Like, doesn't it? Doesn't he just ram the car into a fucking toll booth? Yeah. But somehow that ejects it into the air to take the helicopter out. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, speed. The thing does go over a flat surface and jump like a motherfucker. Even though it's a bus. <laughs> yeah, but speed. That is, is a brilliant film. So what was it? Uh, Anthony Lane, film critic for the New Yorker. He's got one of the best reviews of Speed. And it's like it's, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like it's completely emotionally inert. There's no character development. Everyone's a cutout. It's the film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> because the the action, the conceit is so good that yeah. it just doesn't need. And then they go, what we should do now is do that, but on a really slow moving boat. <laughs> what no, what are you about? Boats go fast, but they don't appear to go fast. Yeah. What are you talking about? See, that's about? why people are sceptical, Jim, of... Uh... Of sequels and prequels and <laughs> exactly because someone went, let's put this on a boat, like a speedboat. I mean, it made no. it made Sandra Bullock's career though, right? So you know, what the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one, uh, and the first one has been lauded as well for again carrying on that um, the action hero is not an everyman really because he's a he's a cop, isn't he, or something like that. But Keanu Reeves isn't overly muscled. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't. He just looks like just a quite good-looking guy who you could imagine would be in the situation. You know, he's not got split triceps, basically. He's uh, or a, or an M60 that never runs out of ammunition. He's, he's on a bus going, "Fuck, this is bad." <laughs> What's the problem? I here? mean, you know, the amount of times you get on a bus and think, "Fuck, this is bad." <laughs> we can all relate to that. Well, I was on a tram this morning, and uh, yeah. the cops jumped on. Mm-hmm. There was some disturbance. Fitting yeah. people up. Well, I'm not even sure they're fitting people up this time. But uh, yeah, so transport can be bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I think that's what we're Tell you what, about. talking to Die Hard, I realised recently how much um, Hans Gruber reminds me of you, Burns, and it freaked me right the fuck out. Really? So, it's the it's the tailoring. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's the beard. It's like there's there's like just just the image of Hans Gruber, and it's like fuck, that's Burns. That's, yeah, that's, that's a mad like, little German accent as well. Yeah. Soon, soon to be thrown off of a building. <laughs> So, in, in mad harebrain scheme yeah yeah but uh, yeah so there's uh, well speaking of Alan Rickman the uh, comic relief love actually 10 minute sequel is mm-hmm. uh, is about to happen and uh, in the Guardian today there was or maybe yesterday there was an article about how love actually had ruined rom-coms because it's so offensively bad and uh, was it like all of the women in it are essentially subservient characters and whether that's just in terms of their hierarchy, their position, how they act around the men. And when you look back on the movie, it's like turning up at your friend's house I don't to hit on his wife that. with via the power of cue cards yeah. is just fucking creepy. Like, And she's like, oh, it's so sweet. And you're like, he's going to fucking murder you. you know, in another version, he answers the door and it's like, oh, do you want to... What are those... I got the huh? creepy messages from my girlfriend. Oh, these are, yeah, these are, um, these are for you, mate. I'm, I'm in love with you. Which actually would have been thematically a lot more interesting. Than <laughs> that. And that whole thing with Colin Firth and proposes to his, is it his maid? 
he goes away, something, and he gets divorced or his wife dies or something, and then he goes to write this book or some other shite, and he just falls in love with her, and it's like, they don't speak the same language, and it's just... Ugh. Oh, yes, of course, yes, a little Portuguese made or something. <sighs> it's just... And so what's going to happen now? The whole thing is shite for cunts, though, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's, uh, it's not, it's not it a great Don't tell you what isn't shite that I watched recently, because yeah. old Bill Paxton died. Oh. But Twister, what a boss <laughs> film that is. <laughs> <sighs> I, did, Twister just Independence Day with a storm. Shall I tell it's my, better than Independence Day, and yes, Burns, you should tell us your Twister story. My Twister story. Okay, so when I was younger, I wanted a BB gun. That's not actually changed. <laughs> I was going to buy a BB gun the other day, but I had to be like told, you're, yeah. not, you're not allowed a BB you're gun. You're not allowed a gun. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> my friend was selling uh, a BB gun and uh, it was a Beretta, I think it's M92FS or something like that. And it looked really good, really good. And I was like, okay, well, I'll buy it. So I had all this pocket money or whatever saved up. So I went to... but. I wanted it that night, then, basically. My parents were like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just off to David's house. Um, and they were like, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch some films. And then they noticed that I had, like, my wallet. And they were like, why have you got your wallet? And I was like, oh, you know, he's got some films for sale. So, <laughs> anyway, I went. And I bought the BB gun. And I was like, do you have any movies that you don't want? Because I have to convince my parents that I've actually bought a movie rather than a BB gun. <laughs> so I walked in and they were like, so what did you buy? I just pulled it out of the bank. Twister on VHS. And they were like, oh, I've not seen it. For like 15 quid or something. 15 quid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and eventually, you know, they found it. And uh, they have, yeah, my father was quite, um, quite impressed by the realistic nature of that weapon. But uh, and then said, don't take it outside. <laughs> I mean, obviously I did. <laughs> Come on now. Well, I'm not going to have a BB gun in the house, am I? That's just reckless. You've got to get to be Marisate near to Exactly. Yeah. I'm do a few hits. Dad, I'm going to do fucking train robberies with this. Exactly. Right? Well, I killed the last Marisate there. So, uh, so, yes. Oh, so last night I was, uh, I was watching telly and you know, flicking through channels and on came location, location, location. Mm-hmm. And... It was uh, set. It was Cambridgeshire, and then they went to St Nits to you know look at some properties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who I was watching was like, "Wouldn't it be amazing if some production assistant somewhere had just googled the mayor of St Nits and you were at the top, and they just interviewed you? <laughs> and there I am on location. Like, imagine it. Yeah, St Nits is crap, mate. It's bad. Don't buy it. Get out of there. Yeah, I'm but the mayor, and even I don't live here. I don't live here. By proxy, isn't it? I'm the, I'm the mayor. Like all good politicians. Mayor in exile, isn't it? Mayor in exile. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, and uh, we're going to, um, speaking of stupid shite, we're going to record the, uh, not the director's commentary, on The Thing mm-hmm. as soon as we get a chance. I know a lot of you liked what we did with that, with the uh, alien. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was interesting and... Uh, I think we all learned something. Even though I'd never seen the movie before, I seem hmm. to know quite a lot about it. So. Oh, I found the image that Burns was talking about of the alien as a box as well, so I'll post that on um, yeah. underneath the YouTube video. So you've got the um, the heavy metal uh, inked version of uh, like the comic book or graphic novel hmm. version of it. And uh, yeah, there it is, the box alien that the guy thought he saw. 
because mm-hmm. they only saw it once, and then I think they had the script or some script supervision. And yeah, there it is. So, and that, uh, it does it does make kind of sense though, because in that continuity in the film, she uh, she kind of just it it feels like there's a tiny scene missing or a shot missing where she looked around the corner because she looks around the corner and sees it next to her, right? But there does feel like there's a little something where she peek, like where she goes thing and then comes back and tries to go down the corridor and comes back. So I can see where their thinking was on that, and it's the classic. Oh no, I definitely remembered. It was definitely like a little box because it does huddle up in the mm. rest of the movie. Well, it's constantly changing shape, isn't it? You don't really yeah see it until the very end, and it's full yeah, glory. Exactly. So we're going to be looking to do that. We're going to be looking to do loads and loads of other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There's probably some actual videos for our video channel as well. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. We, we we listen. I think we're gonna um, we're gonna have a think about that and uh, might do some gameplay stuff and things as well. So yeah. You know. Well, uh, you know, as we said from the very start, we we didn't want to overpromise. Um, yes. Yeah. And because we couldn't, because the whole the business part of it, we knew would take up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still is. It's I mean, still it's, it's better, going well. It's better busy than not, but at the same yeah. time. Uh, we're going to try and prioritise the uh, the YouTube channel a little bit more in the coming months, I think. But yeah, so... Look uh, forward to 16 hours of gym just playing Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not a fucking promise. We might do an unboxing for the Switch, actually. I'd have to put it back in the box. <laughs> we're not. We're absolutely not doing that. How just, dare you? Just do a Switch unboxing, but instead... You like, pull out a Vita. Yeah. <laughs> nah, because I'm sure like every, every YouTube prick has done that. Um, um, I don't... I don't. Uh, maybe they. But you haven't done it. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to do stuff that, like you know, those guys do. Cause, uh, you seen, mm. you seen the neck of them, especially mm. these days. Mm. Anyway, mm. no, uh, no comments. Well, we better wrap this up because uh, we've uh, we've got a very busy day, busy afternoon. So, so listen, Jim Burns, Dave, on everything. Hit mm-hmm. us up. Don't be a yeah. dick. We love you all. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be seeing loads and loads of really cool stuff soon. I remember uh, specialgunproductions.com. Yeah, listen, um, if you want shit made, yep. watch that making of and go, you know what? That's fucking brilliant. Right, get those guys, okay? <laughs> and then you can hang out well, with if us. If you go to specialgunproductions.com, we've got a new showreel and stuff like that. So yeah, a very cool out. showreel. Yeah. yeah, Matt Jones is in it. Yeah, Matt Jones is in it a lot. Fuck. <laughs> right. I think we need to think about, yeah. Anyway, listen, see ya. Yeah.